Welcome to Come Follow Me. This week we are covering, well, it's March 13th through 19th this week, and we are covering from the New Testament curriculum, Matthew chapters 11 and 12 and Luke chapter 11. And these are really interesting chapters because as I would summarize them, um, basically Jesus is going around and he's trying to to teach people and, and tell people who he is and the scribes and Pharisees are giving him a hard time for doing miracles on the Sabbath. And um, he heals people and they're saying, oh no, you're healing people by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And really just no one is, is believing Christ for, for who he claims to be or or what any of the miracles or, or teachings that he's given are in, in these chapters. Uh, and it, it made me think about a conversation I had with some friends this week friends who aren't members of, of our faith and friends who don't really have a strong belief in, in God or Christ. And we were talking about what they do believe. And one of them was saying that that he does believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And he believes that Christ was a good person who taught, who taught good things. And those are the kind of principles that he wants to live his life by. And I was just reminded of a quote from a general authority who was saying, I believe it was James E. Talmadge actually, who was saying that Christ's greatest teaching, and, and I paraphrase here, Christ's greatest teaching is about his divine identity and, and mission. Um, and if we separate the teachings of Christ and the principles that Christ taught from that, then, then we're missing the mark. And ultimately, I think that that Christ was able to teach what he what he taught, and he he was who he was because of of his mission because of, uh, because of his divine identity. Uh, and as we think about, about Jesus and as we give weight to some of the teachings that, that he gave us and some of the things that we're going to discuss from these chapters, we have to remember that they're all coming from Christ, the, the son of the father, Christ, the savior of the world, Christ, the redeemer, Christ, the, the resurrected Christ, the prince of peace, Christ, all the, all the titles that he has. And he is, he is so much more um, and can be so much more in our lives than simply a person who taught good principles of, of loving one another. That's awesome, Will. And I think that segues nicely into Matthew 11. Um, the first couple of verses, really one through um, about 12, where John the Baptist sends two of his disciples to go and see Jesus and report back and to find out if he is really the one that has been promised. And what, and I think there's, it's kind of interesting that John the Baptist would send two of his disciples to Jesus. And I think there's a lot of possible explanations as to why. And the answer is we don't really know. It could be because John the Baptist himself is struggling. He's in prison. Um, he's seeking confirmation. But then at the same time, you know, John the Baptist and Jesus are cousins, somehow related. So you would think that John the Baptist knows Jesus and he doesn't need confirmation confirmation. And so maybe it's for the benefit of these two disciples so that they can come to know Christ. But the thing that I really love is in verse four, Jesus, and it says, Jesus answered unto them saying, go and show John the Baptist those things which you do hear and see. Um, and I like this because I think often, especially as we uh, grow up in the gospel, we rely heavily on the testimony of our parents, of the testimony of the people around us. Um, and like John the Baptist, we grow up with this knowledge maybe of who Christ is and the role he plays in our lives. Um, 
But I think at some point we all have to hear and see the things for ourselves. And it's not a passive hearing and seeing. These disciples had to go and find Jesus and hear and see those things for themselves so that they could report back their own testimony. Um, And so how often are we actively going to find Jesus? Um, And I think that's just a reminder to all of us that we have to develop our own testimonies. Yeah, and, and speaking of, of going unto Jesus, if we go down a couple of verses in, in Matthew chapter 11, you know, that's really the message that, that Christ um, is sending to these apostles, um, these disciples of, of John. It's, you know, here he's telling them to, to go out and, and share what they've learned. But, but his original commission, and I really think the, the only, the main starting and ending point that, that Christ um, gives us is, is to come unto him. And, and this you know, the great scripture comes from, from this chapter. It says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And Cassie, I, I know you have some thoughts on, on Christ's main two commandments here, but I think just to kind of um, jockey into that, um, I think we can overcomplicate things a little bit. Um, and going back to my point about, about separating Christ's teachings from Christ himself, I mean, the gospel of Jesus Christ is is all about Jesus Christ. It's not about the, the commandments um, or the do's and the don'ts. Um, or even, I think, we, we can get lost sometimes in, in the, the principles and ordinances of the gospel. Um, which are all very important and necessary, but at the end of the day, it's about developing a relationship with Christ, and and um, we do that by by coming unto Him, and that, that I guess is a deeper conversation. And how do we come unto Him? Um, but I th- I think there is there is a strong aspect going back to what my friend was saying about how following His moral compass and doing what He thinks is right. Um, I think all that kind of comes together as we center our lives upon Jesus Christ. And as we learn what he said, you know, who he was, what he tells us that we should do. Um, but if we think about these two disciples of John, um, go and tell John what you've, what you've heard and seen. You know, we can't hear and see if we aren't, if we aren't in the presence of Christ in the first place. Yeah, I think that's awesome, Will. It reminds me of a conversation I had not long ago with a friend of mine who was um, struggling a bit with her testimony, um, not because of anything major, um, but because of small things, because she is increasingly bothered by small things, small and, as she puts it, inconsequential things, things that don't really matter at the end of the day, um, or at least that I don't believe matter at the end of the day. And so I, I really love this scripture. And in, in the past, I always looked at it like, oh, give up your worldly things. Those are the things that burden you and come unto Christ and follow Christ. Like our sister last week went on, went into the MTC uh, to go on a mission. And so she's given up um, her other life in a sense to um, follow Christ and preach his gospel for the next 18 months. So there's that. But reading it again this week, I just feel like some of these things that we're heavy laden with and some of these things that are burdening us are things that we put upon ourselves. They're things that we do in an effort to be more like Christ. Sometimes they impede us because I think we get in our own heads a bit. I think that 
really there are two great there are two great commandments. One is to love God, one is to love your neighbor. Everything else, I believe, is secondary. And so we can't let those secondary things, which are often really good things, you know, reading your scriptures and conference talks, and there are so many different resources that we have available to us. All of those are really great things, but we shouldn't let what we feel as deficiencies in those areas or feeling like we're not quite living up to the mark in some of these other things stop us from coming unto Christ and to obeying his first two commandments. Because at the end of the day, how you get to one and two, the first two commandments, it matters less than the fact that you are obeying them. No, absolutely. Totally, totally agree. Um, you know, there's a lot of, in these, in these chapters, there's a lot of deep stuff of Christ talking about the power by which he is casting out devils and he's refuting the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and everyone who's, who's doubting his, his power and ability and saying, you know, if, if your sons are doing or casting out devils, um, you know, by what power are they doing it? If I'm doing it by the, by the power, by the Prince of devils. Um, but I, I think Christ doesn't, he, he doesn't really want to talk about these things. The only reason he's talking about these things is because these people are, are questioning on him and they're prying into these things and, and they're not, they're not believing. But when he, when he talks to people who are, who are humble and who have sincere hearts, um, you know, what he's talking about is, is, is the milk and honey. He's talking about the, um, the principles that are, that are really, you know, centered around love and service and, and doing good. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's those so. aspects. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, go ahead. Well, I, I was, yeah, I was, I was going to say it's, it's, uh, it, it's less, you know, doctrinally centric as it is like, um, active and less passive about going out and doing good. Um, and I think we, we come across those strong principles and we come across those, those good virtues, um, not by trying to, not by trying to pull out like the, the, the and separate the religious from the unreligious and the divine from the, um, from the, non, the non-divine, but from actually getting acquainted with the divine son of God, the, the divine savior. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I think when I, as a younger person in high school growing up, when I read the New Testament, I always thought of the Pharisees and the Sadducees sort of as the villains of the story. But as I've matured a bit, I've realized that I don't think they are. I think there are a lot of people who are trying to obey God and be like God. They're just going about it in the wrong way. And so I think like we give ourselves grace, we have to give them grace but also learn from their mistakes and learn from learn from Christ and that he's trying to teach them it's not that hard. It's very simple. Come yeah, unto that- me. Let go of these other things that may have helped you in the past but are now impeding on your ability uh, to follow him. Yeah, that's a great point. It connects to, to verse 6 of Matthew 12 where um, the Pharisees see the disciples of Christ on the Sabbath day, um, plucking corn from a field and eating it. And, and they're saying like, how is it lawful that you let your, your followers do this? And Christ goes first to the old Testament and he says, don't you know that, that David, when he was in need, he ate the shoe bread, um, and it was given to him by the priest. Right. Um, but, and then, and then, and then he, and then he references the law, um, and talks about how priests profane the Sabbath on the law and are, are, you know, blameless. 
but then he says the really the main point to them, which you mentioned that they're really missing out on um, in, in verse six, that in this place is one greater than the temple. Um, and the, the priests, like you said, that they're so focused on on trying to do their best to to follow God. And maybe there's some uh, there's probably some hypocrisy and some um, some other things oh, that play there outside of, you know, just trying to do their best to, I mean, there's probably a lot of pride there as well, but at the root of it is them trying to, trying to follow God the way that they were raised to know how. And Jesus just comes in and says, that's not how you do it. Like I am, I'm the son, I'm the savior. Um, I'm what the law is all about. Uh, and I'm here with you. So, so listen to me and then believe and believe me and understand that it's, it's, it's simpler, but it's also, it's also, it's also deeper than, you know, all the, all the statutes of, of the law of Moses. Uh, anything else there, Cassie? Should we, should we wrap up here? I'm good to wrap. Awesome. Well, um, I, th- I think uh, this is nice. We, we, we got a little bit into the more meat of, of these chapters, but I, I think we're able to focus a little bit on, on the main idea here, which is um, coming unto Christ, loving Christ. Um, and I think as we come on, come unto Christ, as we get to know him and who he is, um, you know, all things will be added unto it. And, and we'll be able to see that really it is about those two main commandments that, that Cassie touched on, you know, loving God and, and loving our neighbor. And that's what the gospel is all about. Um, and I'm grateful for, for Christ and, and, Know how simple those teachings are. That, as it says in these chapters, that it confines it confounds the wise sometimes, and and the babes are the ones who who sometimes have true wisdom and true knowledge. So, thanks for joining us, all those who did, and we hope to catch you next week as well.